Hello again, this is Daniel J. Hogan, and welcome to the Magic Avery podcast, brought to you by magicavery.com. Last time, Steve and Uncle Shameless decided to go on a canoe trip down the Grand River, where they encountered an odd blue heron that kept following them and a swan that bit Steve. <laughs> but just as the episode ended, they came to a barren tree in the middle of the river that was home to something very interesting. And now, the next exciting episode of The Magic of Airy. The Magic of Airy, the podcast. Written and produced by Daniel J. Hogan. Based on the novel, The Magic of Airy, by Daniel J. Hogan. To learn more about the novel, please visit magicaberry.com or danieljhogan.com. And remember, Harry is spelled E-Y-R-I. Episode number three, Strange Places. In the middle of the river was a small island with a single tall bare tree. All the other trees along the river were in full bloom. This was the only tree that Steve had seen totally bare. However, this was not as remarkable as what was in the tree. Resting at the top of the tree, on a skeletal branch, was a large bird. Its massive talons clenched the limb of the tree aggressively as it scanned the river with its great eyes. Steve wondered why the bird's eyes had a faint blue tint to them. What is the deal with the bird's eyes on this river? An eagle! Uncle Shameless gasped. Now look at the size of it. I bet it's a female. How can you tell that from here? Steve asked as he squinted at the massive bird. Ah, female eagles are bigger and stronger than males. Have you ever seen one with blue eyes? Asked Steve. He studied the eagle's eyes again. They were almost entirely blue now, and had only been tinted moments ago. Uh, can't say I have. The river fell silent, and even Uncle Shameless ceased his bellowing for several moments. The eagle turned away from the canoe before screeching and flapping its mighty wings. It loosened its grip on the tree and took flight. Let's follow it! Uncle Shameless yelled as he started paddling faster. Steve did the same, somehow overcoming his fatigue. Overhead, the blue heron followed the battered canoe as the two travelers paddled faster and faster. Ahead of the canoe, the eagle effortlessly soared over the river. Man, is it fast! Uncle Shameless yelled as they dodged fallen trees and pointed rocks in their path. Steve wondered if the bird would ever stop. The canoe rounded another bend, and a few yards in front of him, they saw a fork in the river. Huh. I don't remember seeing that fork before. Oh, come on. It's not like a fork in the river could just pop up overnight, said Steve. On the right side of the fork, Steve could see the back of a convenience store in the distance. On the left hand, all he could see was a dark shaded area of the river that ran under a grove of overhanging trees. Follow the eagle! Why? I can see the store up ahead, and I'm sick of being in this canoe. Adventure, boy! The unknown! Come on, paddle! Steve sighed and began paddling faster. The eagle coasted towards the left fork and disappeared under the cover of the trees. As the eagle entered the darkness, Steve thought he saw its body give off a faint blue glow. Okay, a glowing eagle. That's it. I'm going home. Steve said flatly. Hurry! Uncle Shameless yelled as he paddled furiously, ignoring Steve's observation. Water splashed all around them and started to fill the canoe as well as soaking Steve's clothing. From within the shadows, they heard the eagle cry again. Steve felt Uncle Shameless start to paddle even faster, and soon they penetrated the darkness of the shadows. Columns of light poked through the thick tree canopy, igniting the dust in the air. Where are you 
going? Steve yelled as he tried to navigate within the darkness. Don't worry, we'll come out the other side and loop around back to the store. Uncle Shameless answered. The eagle cried again, and they also heard a faint roaring sound growing closer and closer. I can see the eagle! Steve yelled as he spotted the glowing bird. They were closing in on the eagle when it swooped up and perched on another dead tree. After landing, the eagle slowly turned its head and looked at the canoe. Uh, why are the eagle's eyes glowing like two blue headlights? Asked Steve. Yeah, I don't know, maybe it grew up under power lines, Uncle Shameless suggested. Steve tried to think of other reasons as the constant roar grew louder and louder, until... A waterfall? That's impossible! Steve screamed as a small canoe went over the waterfall, tossing its passengers into the swirling waters below. Uncle Shameless and Steve fought against the current, which was too strong for their exhausted bodies. The powerful waters pulled them to a whirlpool in the center. Steve could not fight the current. His body gave in and he was carried away. Uncle Shameless swam after his nephew to save him from the whirlpool. Grab my hand! Uncle Shameless yelled to the boy as he stretched as far as he could. Their fingers were only inches apart when the force of the whirlpool grew stronger and pulled them to the churning funnel. No one heard their cries except for the eagle that only watched with its eerie glowing eyes. It watched until both the man and the boy were sucked under the waves and disappeared. It then cried loudly and disappeared further into the shadows, the glowing of its eyes and its body fading away with it. Shortly after, the blue heron flew from the shadows. It coasted down to the whirlpool and landed on the wreckage of the canoe, where it let out a mournful cry. Water splashed against the shore, breaking the silence. Wind rustled through the trees, carrying the smells and sounds of nature. However, all of this was lost on young Steve, who was pulling himself to the shore. His head broke the surface of the water, air rushing to his burning lungs. Steve dug his fingers into the mud and kept pulling himself out of the water until he finally collapsed onto a rocky beach. Steve was exhausted, drenched, and very angry at his uncle. It dawned on him suddenly that he had better look for Uncle Shameless, otherwise he wouldn't have anyone to complain to. Steve wearily lifted up his head and looked around. Thankfully, Uncle Shameless had been washed ashore by the waves, saving the 13-year-old from pulling the man out of the water himself. When Steve could not stand lying on the beach any longer, he summoned up all of his remaining strength and slowly walked towards his uncle. Follow the eagle! <sighs> Steve yelled as he wrung out his striped shirt. Water gushed out of his black canvas high tops with each step he took. In a moment of panic, he reached up to his face and felt for his glasses. They were gone. No! Everywhere Steve looked, all he could see was a fuzzy blur. His glasses could be right next to him, and Steve wouldn't even know it. This can't be happening. Steve cried. Tears began to build up in his eyes. The boy fought to hold back the tears, but failed. What's the matter, Sonny? Oh, good. You're awake. Steve said towards Uncle Shameless, while wondering what was wrong with his uncle's voice. Of course I am. I'm not one for sleepwalking. Now what's wrong? Steve turned towards the blurry outline of Uncle Shameless, who was still lying on the beach. I lost my glasses. Well, that's no good. I'll help you look. Steve continued his search and eventually turned back to the blurry shape of Uncle Shameless, which had not moved at all. I thought you said you were going to help. I am, Sonny. I am. Steve shrugged and kept blindly feeling the ground in front of him. The grass was soft and smelled fresh. It smelled different than the grass lawns back home in Beacon Pines, which all had a distinct chemical smell. This grass was long, uneven, and grew wildly. Found him, Sonny! 
Steve was eager to get his glasses back on and carefully maneuvered over to the sound of his uncle's voice. He wondered if Uncle Shameless had been injured because his voice sounded different. So different, in fact, that it sounded almost nothing like him. Where are they? Asked Steve, trying to see through the blurs in front of him. I'm holding them out for you here. No, a little to your left. There you go. Steve grabbed the glasses and put them on. Thanks. Steve glanced around behind him and noticed Uncle Shameless was still where he had been before. Confused, Steve slowly turned around. The boy yelped, falling backwards. In front of Steve stood a brown squirrel, but unlike any he had seen before. This squirrel was standing on its hind legs like a person, and was as big as a medium-sized dog. Adding even more to Steve's confusion was the bowler hat the squirrel wore, which was cocked to the side, allowing one long pointed ear to poke out from underneath. What's the matter, Sonny? You aren't my uncle. The squirrel cocked its head in confusion. I should hope not. I don't know how to explain that one to the wife. Steve rubbed his eyes, making sure he wasn't seeing things. Sure enough, the squirrel remained, and it kept looking at him. You can talk! Steve exclaimed. He pinched himself to make sure he wasn't dreaming. Thanks, Sonny. I didn't know I needed your permission. And you have a wife? The squirrel walked closer to Steve. Oh yeah, we've had five years of happiness together. Too bad we were married for ten, though. (laughs) The squirrel said with a laugh before playfully punching Steve in the arm. Good one, eh? The squirrel turned to walk away. Wait! Steve called. What's your name? Ojek. Ojek of the squirrels. No relation to Ojek of the bears, though. Ojek winked at Steve and scurried off into the woods. Take care, Sonny. Be careful next time you go swimming in the sea. Steve's eyes widened. See, he thought. What was that squirrel talking about? Squirrels can't talk. I just swallowed too much water, that's all. The boy said aloud. Uh, what's that about a talking squirrel? A familiar voice groaned. Steve spun around to see Uncle Shameless attempting to sit up and moved around to help him. Nothing. I was just hearing things. Oh, I hope it was nothing, Uncle Shameless said. I hate to think you'd gone nuts. Ha! Get it? Uncle Shameless's laughter was quickly drowned out by Steve's loud groaning. I don't know where that waterfall came from. Last I checked, there really weren't any on that stretch of the Grand River. Uncle Shameless explained as he began wringing out his soaked flannel shirt. Well, it couldn't have just appeared. It has obviously been there for years. You probably never noticed it or that crazy fork before. Listen, boy, I've canoed that river for years and I ain't never seen that fork before, let alone a big old waterfall. Steve sat down on a rock and looked out onto the water for the first time since finding his glasses. Well, it was dumb to have followed that weird... His words trailed off into a stunned silence. But it ain't too often you get to see such a majestic critter nowadays. Or even one that glows in the... What are you looking at? Uncle Shameless turned around and followed Steve's gaze out onto the water. He almost fainted. Uncle Shameless had expected to see the other side of the river, as the Grand River was not that wide where they had been canoeing. Instead, all he saw was an endless sea of crystal blue water. Uncle Shameless stepped back and looked around. Only now did he realize that the trees around them were enormously tall, wide, and rather spooky looking. Where are we? I was hoping you knew that. 
Uncle Seamus looked desperately for his flask, only to find that it was empty. He cursed under his breath, and with a shaky hand brushed back his damp mess of hair. We ain't near River City, that's for sure. Heck, I don't even think we're in Michigan, Uncle Shameless said with a hint of concern. Impossible! Steve yelled. There is no way we can't still be in Michigan. We just got washed down the river, that's all. The boy looked up at one of the large, spooky trees. Maybe we found that Northwest Passage you were talking about. Uncle Shameless walked up to one of the trees. He looked up until his neck wouldn't go back any further, and still couldn't see the top of the tree. What are we going to do? Only thing we can. Just start moving and see what happens. What? Steve yelled, his voice echoing through the tall trees. Can't you think of something? You are the adult here. You're supposed to have all the answers. Boy, all about growing up is learning to think on your feet. You know what your grandfather told me once? You couldn't pour mud out of a boot with the instructions written on the heel? No! Well, yeah, that too. But he also told me that I had to be able to adapt and improvise. Steve pouted and kicked at a loose rock. Uncle Shameless walked over and wrapped an arm around his nephew. But don't you worry, you got your old uncle here to protect you. Uncle Shameless said with a wink as he gave the boy's shoulder a hearty squeeze. A weak smile crept across the boy's face. Uncle Shameless was fond of looking after Steve, and the boy knew it. Uncle Shameless, having no children of his own, had always treated Steve as more of a son than a nephew. The pair made their way through the thick trunks of the tall trees. The trees were so tall that neither Steve nor Uncle Shameless could see the sky above. Steve kept wondering if he should tell Uncle Shameless about the talking squirrel or not. The boy was convinced he had only been hallucinating. He knew very well that squirrels could not get that big, nor could they talk or afford fancy hats. The blue heron with the blank eyes and the eagle that had glowed in the dark had been bad enough. Running into squirrels wearing bad hats who cracked bad jokes about being married was much worse. Eventually, the pair came to a small clearing, and Steve stopped dead in his tracks. Look! He shouted, pointing to the middle of the clearing. Three stone columns stood in the center of the clearing. They were arranged in a triangular shape. Steve inspected them closely. All three were badly damaged. Chunks of rock were missing here and there. Each column had a large ruin towards the top. Under the ruins were etchings of what looked like humans, birds, and other creatures Steve did not recognize. Uncle Shameless and Steve cautiously entered the center of the triangle, and both looked down to see an ancient stone floor covered with more ruins and etchings. What is all this junk anyways? It looks like leftover set pieces from a heavy metal stage show, Uncle Shameless said, kicking dirt off the stone floor. Speaking of heavy metal shows, did I ever tell you about the time I met- <sighs> Not now, please. I'm tired. Steve said as he began to lie down on the stone floor. He had not felt tired before entering the clearing, but all of a sudden he really wanted to go to sleep. Uncle Shameless yawned as well. <sighs> been a long day. I'll save that story for later. Uncle Shameless fell down on the floor and was asleep in a matter of moments. Steve quickly fell asleep and began to dream about humans, birds, and other creatures he did not recognize. This concludes today's episode of The Magic of Airy. Make sure to join us again next time. Where are Steve and Uncle Shameless? Will they meet any more talking animals? What will happen to them after falling asleep? Find out in our next thrilling episode. The Magic of Airy, the podcast. 
Written and produced by Daniel J. Hogan. Production and copyright date of this episode was March 29, 2009, and was produced in GarageBand on a Mac. For more information, please visit magicaberry.com. And remember, Ari is spelled E-Y-R-I. And as always, thanks for listening.